when we manifest something that we feel like we did on purpose, but it's not everything we want. Likely there was some element of manifesting from the place of what you didn't want versus Mm -hmm. what you actually really wanted. Right. right? So, so in relationships, say we have a relationship that they were, they had really bad communication or they had, it just was really disrespectful communication. So we, when we're in the vibration of being disrespected, let's say in our relationship, and we're saying, I really want to be respected. I want a respectful relationship. The asking is actually coming from the fear. It's coming from the vibration of that lower vibration. So the asking, the desire is just a little bit tainted with, it still has active in it what we don't want. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boye, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hello, friends. I'm so grateful that you're back for another episode of the podcast. And I want to let you know, if you are a fan of the law of attraction, or you've heard about the law of attraction and not really sure if it applies to you, I'll give you a hint. It definitely does. You want to listen into this podcast with Ginny Gain. Now, Ginny is a law of attraction coach and author, and we have an incredible conversation about all the ways the law of attraction is working in our lives, whether we choose to acknowledge it or not. She shares how she was introduced to many of these concepts as a young child, and we also learn about the differences between gratitude and appreciation. Ginny shares with us her book, The Champion Mindset, and really how it explains the law of attraction for those that might not be sure exactly how it works. Much of Ginny's work comes back to the teachings of Abraham Hicks, and she shares with us a cork floating analogy that you will definitely want to listen to that comes towards the end of the podcast and it's worth sticking around to the end just to catch that analogy. She also teaches us why when we're thinking that we're using the law of attraction, we are not getting exactly what we want. That is a great coaching moment from Ginny. Before we start the podcast, I wanted to extend an invitation to join me over on Instagram. I've been posting a daily gratitude reminder for almost 100 days now, and I love sharing with you different ways to think about and practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. And I do this through Instagram using the photos that I take of the sunrises here on Vancouver Island as the backdrop. You can find me at Julie C.M. Boyer. That's my last name, and it's spelled B-O-Y-E-R. There'll be a link in the show notes as well. I can't wait to see you over on Instagram. Okay, friends, let's welcome Ginny Gain, Law of Attraction coach and author to the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and today I'm welcoming Ginny Gain to the podcast. Hello, my friend. 
Hello. Hey, Julie. How's it going? Oh, good. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Uh, Ginny came to me as a law of attraction coach and author. And for fans of the podcast, you know how much I love talking about the law of attraction. You know, I had Michael Losey on here before. So law of attraction, I'm like so excited. Gratitude. This is exactly what she's about. So I'll give you a little bit of an intro. So for more than a decade, Ginny has been working uh, intimately with manifestos and empowering women around the world to transform mediocre lives into experiences of true abundance, joy, and love through leveraging the principles of the law of attraction. One of the beliefs core to Ginny's heart is we can be, do, or have anything we desire. Ooh, sounds so juicy. (laughs) This is why she is so passionate about the law of attraction and leveraging our vibrational power because this serves as a vehicle for more empowered individuals and therefore more love, harmony, and freedom in this world. And Ginny, I am like, I am already vibrating at a higher level, just like (laughs) carrying what you do. That's how it works. (laughs) I know, right? So much fun. And what I love about your story is that your story actually starts when you were a child. So that's one of my favorite things to hear from my guests is a little bit about their childhood. And for you, that actually connects to your story and what you're doing. So just let us in on how this all started. Yeah, well, I I don't I didn't actually remember the whole timing of everything, but I was informed that I was about nine years old uh, when I was first introduced to the idea of the power of the mind. My parents had enrolled me in what was called the Silva course, and all I remember is going and having to sit in a chair all weekend long inside <laughs> and learn these things. But they were techniques and tools that I used immediately right away in school and in sports, and it was things like visualization and paying attention to how I was talking to myself, like the words that I was saying, the thoughts that I was thinking. So when I would say something like you can, you can do this, or I can't do this. Like I was starting to pay attention. Well, if you believe you can't, you, you won't be able to kind of a deal. Right. So from a really young age, I was, yeah, practicing paying attention to what was going on in my head. I kind of missed the whole emotional part until a lot later, but it was the base was there with the thoughts, which was really, really awesome. And I think that's so important to mention this, that, you know, at a young age, children are often more receptive, more open. There's fewer blocks, right? And this acceptance of visualization or really manifesting. I mean, I definitely, my young daughter at a younger age was definitely really, really good at manifesting. She would just like keep saying something. Maybe it's that they're persistent. (laughs) Kids are so good, right? They don't take no for an answer. They're like, I'm going to get this, whether it's through you or someone else. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And we often lose that as an adult. So, which is why connecting with someone like you makes so much sense because we all have that ability within us, but you know, it just often disappears over time. So Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about how you got connected and introduced to the law of attraction. I believe it was connected to you traveling. Yes, I was on a, well, I had always been interested in self-growth and spiritual growth my whole life. And then in my whole life, I mean, when I was, I think I was 20, 23, I took a solo trip traveling around Australia for a year. It was like my I need to find out who I am trip. (laughs) 
And then that is when I was introduced to an Abraham Hicks book called The Power of Your Emotions. And there was just a lot of questions spinning in my mind, right? About what am I going to do with my life? And can I really get what I want? And, and seeing a lot of people work and and struggle and do things and settle in relationships and settle in jobs. And I'm like, there, it's just, there's gotta be something more. Right. And so when I uncovered the law of attraction, which explains for me, it explains the vibrational reasoning or understanding behind why, why things are the way they are. And then also puts us in the seat of power of choosing how we want to focus and therefore create. And so it just opened up a whole new world for me. And I didn't never thought of making it into a career or anything. It actually came very LOA style when, so I had been just reading it, practicing it, talking about it for about four years. And then one of my friends said, we were just having a conversation. She's like, what should I do about my relationship? And I'm like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. If you use a lot of traction, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, you're like my law of attraction coach. And I was like, what? I can, I can make money doing what I like doing this. I love this. And then that was that. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that. I feel like yeah. it wasn't like, you know, that simple, you know, to just build a beautiful big business. I'm imagining there was some, well, I mean, involved. there was, but when you're using your own techniques, of course, it yeah. makes things easier to flow. Um, I'm just curious about your childhood. Um, were you the only child in your home? No, I was one of two. I have a younger brother. Okay. And I'm curious if your younger brother was, you know, had similar experiences. Like, was he exposed to that kind of thinking as well as a young child? Or was it maybe just you as the older child that kind of had that, that introduction? He definitely, yeah, he definitely had similar exposure. Um, we're very different. So I'm all emotional, you know, and he's very analytical. So what, what has been really actually awesome for me is as I was getting into teaching this and just loving it so much. And we would have conversations. We're pretty close and I'd be explaining this to him and he'd be like, no, no, no. What about this? Well, how does that work? Well, how does this make sense? And so he's like challenging what I was believing and teaching from a very analytical perspective. And that allowed me to explain it to very analytical type a in a way that resonated and made sense. And so he was just here. It's been, obviously it's been a long time since then, but he was here visiting us and he's sitting out, you know, in the backyard reading his spiritual book. And now we get to have these wonderful conversations and they're very, diverse because we bring different perspectives. We both believe the core of the, you know, similar things, but we add different, you know, it adds a richness to how the concepts are lived and applied in our life. I'm glad you brought that up too, because yeah, sometimes, I mean, I'm married to a very analytical man and, um, I love though, but I attracted him using the law of attraction. Like I literally did that. And he attracted you. Right. And so he didn't, you know, he didn't quite get that, but he was like, I don't really, not deliberately, (laughs) not deliberately. He's like, I don't really care. He's like, I'm just, you know, excited and glad. And, you know, it all worked out for him, but he, like, I was intentional in my, like I did the whole, um, anyway, it's in another podcast, which I'll link to where I tell the story about how I attracted my husband, but, um, it is my second marriage and my, you know, will be my, forever marriage or, you know, as long as we both shall live, literally, I am so happy, um, you know, and having, having been through a divorce 
And then having been through some not great sort of relationship slash flings after that, I was like, I don't want to mess around anymore. I want to be really clear on what it is that I want. Yeah. And And that's how we get clarity. Like those relationships, right? Yeah. You were, you were, we, we just need some experiences, especially in relationships to learn what we like and what we don't. And there's nothing ever going wrong in those. Yeah. How do you coach? This is an interesting thing that I was just thinking about is, you know, sometimes we focus on attracting something, we work really hard towards it. And then when it actually manifests into our life, it's not what we expected. And it's not what we thought it was going to be. How do you coach someone through that? They're like, well, I did the work and I was really clear about what I wanted, but when I got it, it didn't, it didn't work. It didn't feel right. It actually was not how I expected it at all. Well, there's like, that's super general. So there's a lot of things that could be going on in there, but what happens oftentimes when we're, when we manifest something that we feel like we did on purpose, but it's not everything we want, likely there was some element of manifesting from the place of what you didn't want versus Mm -hmm. what you actually really wanted. Right. right. So, if, so in relationships, say we have a relationship that they were, they had really bad communication or they had, it just was really disrespectful communication. So we, when we're in the vibration of being disrespected, let's say in our relationship, and we're saying, I really want to be respected. I want a respectful relationship. The asking is actually coming from the fear. It's coming from the vibration of that lower vibration. So the asking, the desire is just a little bit tainted with, it still has active in it what we don't want. And so that's why in, when I'm working with people, I will, we always, we get into alignment with ourselves first. We like almost okay. take all the, the specifics out of what we're creating so that we get into a really great place. And then we're asking from a place of being connected to what we want. So being, when we feel like I know I'm, I respect myself and I'm, and I deserve this to be respected. Now we're asking from a place of what we want and it creates a better, not a better, it creates a more aligned thing that we're going to attract something that you, that will feel good. Okay. For those that are listening, you can't see me. I'm like nodding my head going, okay, okay. That makes sense. So that really, because there are times, you know, and even in my own life where I'm like, well, I'm really clear on what I want. And then, you know, it comes through and it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be, or it didn't work out. And what you said though, about being in alignment with ourselves first, like feeling that vibration within ourselves and being clear about ourselves first, and then doing the asking, I think that's really important. And I, I appreciate that. That was really something that I, um, I didn't, hadn't really thought of in, in that deep of a way, like me first, take care of me, align with me first, and then do the asking and then go from there. So that's fantastic. I, cool. that's yeah. very helpful. Uh, now you did write a book to help people who may not be familiar with the law of attraction or how it works. Tell me a little bit about your book, the champion mindset. Yeah, I wrote that as a, it's sometimes as a bridge. I, I really just want people to know it's available to everybody. 
Like this isn't a concept that's woo woo. It's hundred percent based in science. And so it, and it, and we're all manifesting our lives, whether we know it or not. And so if you're called to, and, and I think that's a really important thing to acknowledge, like this isn't for you if you're not interested in it. It's not, like, if it excite, if the idea excites you, awesome, go, you know, learn and apply. But if you're not, it doesn't, you don't have to, there's no, there's lots of right ways. There's lots of right paths to live our best life. And if this way excites you, amazing. If it doesn't, amazing too. So I think I wrote this book to help make it just to help make it really simple. I think that's when some of the feedback I got is like, oh, I've read law of attraction books for 20 years. And this is just so easy and practical and applicable to my life. So yeah, it just kind of goes over everything and how it, how it's operating, what it what the law of attraction means, some different um, foundational principles of how it works in our life, and then what you can do to apply it and use it in your life. Okay. Well, tell me more about the science part behind this. I'm very curious. I want to hear more. Well, what do you know so far, like about um, about the science part of the law of attraction? So. What I know so far about the, the, I guess the vibrational part of attraction is that, you know, we, every thought has a frequency. And so the frequency of our thoughts and our emotions, um, is what we're putting out. And it's kind of like a radio tower. And like, I just didn't know about, I don't know about like the science behind it. So I'm just, this is my impression of it. You're act, you're, you're kind of acting like a radio signal. So where, as if I'm vibrating at a very low level, that's what's like being reflected back into my life and bring, that's what I'm bringing into my life. Um, whereas if I'm at a much higher level, I'm living in the emotions of love and gratitude and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, then I'm, that's the vibration that's I'm, you know, that my energy is giving out and my thoughts are giving out. And then that's, what's being reflected back into my own life. So, I mean, it can speak in my own, like, I definitely know in my own life, like when I'm vibrating up here, like random good stuff comes into my life. Right. So random. I mean, that's a, that was a great way to describe it. That's how I describe it. I just take it one step further and say like everything in our entire universe We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness. And of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. 
You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. At its core is energy. It is vibrational energy. Like when we studied atoms and molecules in (laughs) high school, this is what we learned. And not only that, that 99% of something that's physical matter, the smallest part that we can identify as physical matter, 99% of that is space, is vibration. And so even though we're seeing things as vibration, I'm seeing my computer here as solid at its most core level. It's not. And the same with humans. And so that's why we can affect or influence things in our reality. That's how we as energy can influence physical things coming to us or going, we don't go away. It only comes um, to us is because there's actually not we see space, but there's actually not space. It's vibration and vibration yeah. and vibration. Yeah. We're, and it's so all connected. Yeah. it's all connected. And so, I mean, without getting into, I'm not, I'm not like very analytically science-based either. I just know the generalness. You're not, you're not a quantum it. physicist either. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> and so, yeah. but the law of attraction, same, I mean, we know the law of attraction exists by, looking or invisible forces exist by looking at gravity, like gravity or magnets. I mean, it's all there. So same thing. Um, I actually saw this, someone made a post the other day about, there was like a square of four spoons attached just in a square. And then there was magnets on each corner. And then as soon as they connected the square, the penny in the middle just started going up in the air and spinning around. And I'm just like, Oh, this is an example of this invisible forces affecting physical matter. Um, Another, one of my favorite science parts of this is how it's called the observer effect. And have you seen, have you seen what the bleep do we know? Yeah. 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 So my, that, that, when I watched that, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And how just by the mere observation, they, you know, scientists measured this as soon as they placed a fake eyeball and they watched the inch, the performance or how the molecules reacted. They reacted differently in a randomized way because of an observer eye. Yeah. So that is showing us like our attention, our attention on something affects how it plays out, how it operates or moves in this world. Yeah. So that's some of the... It's kind of like way out there, but no, there's no, but there is like particle physics that talks about like the observer effect. Like when you see, (laughs) when you see something, it appears in a different way than when you're not looking at it, but there's always an observer. Yeah. That's the tricky part is like, you're always, you're always, you're the observer of what uh, manifests in your life. And, um, you know, when I had Michael Lozier on, he's written the book law of attraction, you know, it's a, you know, multi-million best-selling book as well. And we talked about, and he says like the law of attraction doesn't care whether you believe in it or not, it's happening, which is what you said. It's like, it doesn't, you don't have to subscribe to it. You don't have to acknowledge it, but it's still happening whether you're there or not. So um, I'm curious though, because you One know, thing first, I want to say this. Yeah, yeah, um, no, you're so I always like saying like the law of attraction isn't your friend. 
Okay. <laughs> and people are like, what? And because it only amplifies or brings to you what you have going on. So if you're not feeling good or something bad happened and you're reacting to it and you have some of that negative momentum going, the law of attraction mm. will increase that yeah. downward spiral. So it, it's not like the law of attraction does that it doesn't change how you feel. It only amplifies right. how you all, how you're choosing to focus and therefore feel. Yeah. And I think that's where the part about how the connection between gratitude as mm-hmm. a way of being a way of acting influences the law of attraction, which is already happening, whether you're grateful or not, but gratitude is like separate from that and it affects it. So tell me a little bit about um, how gratitude fits into all this. And then something you mentioned, which was the difference between gratitude and appreciation. So yeah, love to hear about this from your perspective. Sure. Yeah. When, when I think about leverage, when I think about living with gratitude, you know, I think there's a different experience between thinking grateful thoughts or feeling grateful emotions. And then it really comes down to the most powerful way is being grateful, which means behaving from that place of gratitude, appreciation and how this is, I think how we can really apply it because we can think, we can think things that we're grateful for and that's going to feel good. And then we're going to be feeling pretty good, but the next level, I want to bring it back to this where attention goes, energy flows, right? Back to that observer. So there's three ways we can give attention to something. We can think about it, we can feel about it, and we can do about it. So if you're thinking thoughts of gratitude, you're feeling emotions of gratitude. Now, what does doing gratitude look like? What does being grateful mean in your life? And how I describe that, it actually comes back to like honoring yourself, And I know that honoring yourself or honoring life, and I know that's kind of funny, but it's when we are feeling appreciation for ourselves, because everything starts with ourselves, we're honoring who we are. So we're honoring our desire to go for a walk. We're honoring our desire to eat healthily. We're honoring our desire to connect with others or to take time for ourselves. And until we have a foundation in this place of honoring ourselves. We don't have the capacity to be grateful for something else outside of us. So it truly, truly starts with being appreciative and, and behaving in that place of place of appreciation for yourself and honoring yourself. And I think when you do that, you're, you're living from this place of alignment and you, you are so excited to give. You're so excited to show your appreciation for others who are in your life or the community or your home or your body or your, your kids or whatever it is, but finding that place, you know, the old can't give from an empty cup. Mm. And so when we are honoring ourselves, we're building this vibration, dominant vibration of alignment and appreciation within us. And then from that place, we just get to live from that place. Okay. So this all sounds amazing. Yeah. And it sounds like a beautiful place where we all want to live. Yeah. But this struggle with a lack of self-compassion with body image struggles, with all of these ways that especially, you know, 
my generation, like I'm Gen X, even Gen Y, like just brought up like to hate our bodies, the looking in the mirror and we're not happy with what we see, um, expectations that are just totally, you know, unfair and unrealistic and just this, you know, this self-deprecation and beating ourselves up. So this is what a lot of people I'm sure come into your world with mine too, through the gratitude world. So what's something they can do? Someone's listening right now and they're like, Jenny, that, that sounds so good. I love that. I love what you're saying about, you know, take care of me first. That sounds great. Yeah. Don't give them an empty cup. Heard that one before. Yeah. But Jenny, what do I do? Where do I start? How do I start feeling better about myself? Yeah. Well, I want to share, I want to start with just, I actually want to start with what not to do first, <laughs> because I think, I think sometimes when we're approaching it like that is we say, I'm supposed to feel good about myself mm. and I'm supposed to like myself. I'm supposed to think I look good. So we actually miss the most important step, which is being where we are and allowing ourselves to feel where we are at. And we try to feel good. So on the emotional scale, when you are, when you're feeling, let's say you're feeling disappointed in yourself and where you are and some law of attraction person comes along and says, you know, it's really best to be appreciate, appreciate where you are and feel good about yourself. And you think, okay, I got to go from here to here. I have to think these positive thoughts about myself. You'll fail every time because it's too much of a jump. It's too much of a gap. And it's actually, so the path, how we move up the scale on the emotional scale. So going from feeling very low to feeling, to feeling that place of appreciation is by choosing a focus and thoughts that are allowing versus resisting. So I should feel good about myself is resistance. So by starting there, we don't go up the scale, going up the scale, we need, we need allowing, we need relief. So when we say I should be this and we look in the mirror and I think, and I say, oh, you're doing so well. And I'm like, I don't feel that we're just, we're staying stuck. We're staying stuck in the resisting place. So the most powerful thing we can do to start is to apply the releasing resistance concept, which is to just allow what is to be okay. So to say to oneself and to learn to give ourselves the space to be where we are. So it's okay where I, it's okay to be where I am. It's okay to be where I am. It's not going to feel like a huge relief right away. We're probably going to resist it at first, but you're the only one that can give yourself permission to be where you are. You have, you're the only one that can, and you're the only one that has the power to, to start this process of knowing your true value and knowing your power. And contrary to belief, it doesn't come from forcing. So our natural state, and Abraham Hicks uses this analogy of a cork floating. We naturally want to feel good. Our cork naturally floats and bobs along the top of the surface. And, and we have, we, we know our value and we're confident and we're feeling good about ourselves and we're feeling an appreciation. Every time we think resistant thoughts about ourselves, we're pulling that cork down. So for most of us, that's decades of beating ourselves up and being harsh on ourselves. And every time you say, what if it's okay to be where I am? What if I let this go right now? What if I didn't have to figure out my whole life right now? Our cork goes up a little bit and a little bit just naturally. 
So just by releasing the resistance, which means, you know, easing up on some of those critical thoughts when we can, we won't be able to do it all at once. Or you, you naturally open the space to feel more true appreciation and nice things about yourself. That's the place to start. Awesome. And, you know, that really connects back to what gratitude does is it brings us back to the present, right? It's gratitude is a present moment thing, right? It's just about being right now, being where you are, exactly where things are. And, you know, many really powerful gratitude practices start with having gratitude for what you already have, what your body is already doing, how you already feel. And sometimes it's, it's interesting. We can also have gratitude for acknowledging when we have negative emotions or negative feelings. Oh my feelings, gosh. Yes. Right. Because there's then we value. aware of it. Yes. There's va- negative emotions are not bad. They're so important. Yeah. We do not want to be human without them, right? There's value in all of those emotions and we try to get away from them, get away from them, but that's just keeping them there more. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And then the resistance is like, I love the quirk analogy. Thanks for sharing that. That was a really good visual. It really helps yeah. me as well. And just thinking about too, when you said like getting caught up and thinking about our future too much. Um, I mean, it is right now, like, you know, we're recording this in April of 2022. Like I don't, you know, we're living through a really huge moment in history and being in it doesn't necessarily feel good. And sometimes thinking about the future feels, you know, pretty daunting and scary. And, you know, I even had this morning, I had those thoughts myself. I was like thinking about like climate destruction and potential for nuclear war. And all these things was like, whoa, like, whoa. I'm like, I'm just going to bring it back to right here, right now, where I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head and I live in my house and it's quiet and it's, you know, my family is safe. And those may sound like a trite list of gratitude, but in that moment, what it did is it brought me back to the present, reminded me that that future thinking is not going to serve me. So I I recognized it, came back and just said, you know what, right now, all all I'm going to just think about is what I have right in front of me. And that's Mm -hmm. enough to get me to the next moment. The great thing about that is your power, your only power to create something new happens right now. We don't manifest our future in the future. We manifest our future right now. Yeah. So however you're feeling right now is what's going to be creating going to be more of that. It's going to be coming in your future. I can't remember which teacher I learned this from, but this idea that what's happening in the present is a result of your past thinking. It's old news. Yeah. Yeah. So what's actually happening is the way that you thought in the past, because that's showing up right now. So This, like you said, the only place we have control of our thoughts is in the present, which yeah. I laugh because it sounds so obvious, but yeah. most of us don't realize that, right? Yeah. We just don't realize that our power it doesn't practice. Yeah. It doesn't change the past. It can't, you know, the future isn't happening. So the only place is now. Yeah. Oh, so much, Ginny, so much you know. great ideas for our listeners to, you know, get back in touch with the law of attraction, to bring ourselves back into the present, to start this work, or maybe continue, you know, this work about themselves first, you know, filling your own cup first, loving yourself first, and just some great strategies around that. I 
there's so much more we could talk about, but I feel like, you know, we're kind of getting to the end of things, but I, okay. There's one more thing. I want to ask you about one more thing, actually. Okay. Without us getting into creating a vision boards, because, you know, you can bring in energy and all that to your vision boards, which is super important. And that's a whole other podcast in itself, but can you share with us I want to hear the story about Mount Shasta because I saw that in your website and I just would love for you to share that with our listeners. Yes, sure. I think it might've been one of my first or second vision boards I ever made that I put a picture of, you know, it was a big sky and it was a tent on the side of a mountain and the tent was glowing or something. And it was an orange tent. For some reason, I remember that. And I just always love adventure and I love this idea of adventure and camping and hiking. I love hike, hiking and backpacking. And it was, it was a few years ago now. And I never thought about, it. so it's on the vision board. I probably looked at it for a year and then, you know, it got folded up and put somewhere. <laughs> and I was like, what do you do with your old vision boards? But yeah. I mean, that's another concept, but you're right. Yeah. You put it away. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it was, so a few years back, I was on a trip around the U S with, um, we were driving around in a van with my girlfriend and we took a trip up Mount Shasta and we camped on the side of the mountain. It was one night before we hiked to the top in the morning, which required like ice picks. And I, she was leading. I did. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'll follow you. And then, and we, we took a picture of our tent that night just as the sun was setting and I didn't even, it didn't even click until then, you know, weeks later and we were looking at pictures and I'm like, Oh my God, this was on my vision board, like however many years ago. And it happened. And so, yeah, it was just one of those fun manifestations. And I think that those are sometimes the best ones is you just, you have it, you feel it, you put it out there and then you're not trying to make it happen. Life will just organically bring it to you when you're not worried about it. Yeah. It really, it brought back a story of my own life. Like when I read your thing about this Mount Shasta and the mountain and everything. So I want to share a little story about how, um, you know, I did my first vision it wasn't even a vision board, but it was like a vision picture that I had in my mind. So, uh, when I traveled, I backpacked around Europe after I graduated from university and stayed in this beautiful chalet in Switzerland and had this view of these mountains. It's called Les Dents du Midi, the teeth in the middle. And I like had that image of these mountains like burned in my brain. Fast mm-hmm. forward, you know, six, seven years, I'm married now, getting a divorce. Uh, my job is ending. I'm back at my parents' house. I don't know what to do. I, um, my sister's living in Europe. So I take a one-way ticket just to like, see what happens to fly over to see her in the UK. And this is back in the days, like kind of pre-internet jobs, but I ended up getting a job like in 2004 over the internet in Switzerland. And uh, I took the first job they offered me, which was going to be down in the Valley, which I was like, it doesn't matter. I just want to work in Switzerland. Yeah. And literally while I had already, like I, one way ticket, everything, like I had nothing. And I just went, was already in the UK with my sister, going to go start this new job, you know, in the Valley in Switzerland. And like two or three days before they sent a message or posted something, they needed a French teacher for in the mountains. And I was like, and I didn't, I wasn't a French teacher. I was a teacher who spoke French, but not a French teacher. I was like, I please pick me. Like I'm supposed to go work at this camp, but I would actually rather go to this camp. 
and, you know, I really fought for this. I was like, this is really where I want to be. And I, they said, yes. So I literally like the next day had to pack. I ended up being late for staff orientation, all these things. But when I moved into my room, uh, in this Swiss, uh, you know, camp, which used to be, um, like a tuberculosis hospital. So they had huge balconies and beautiful views. So to people out there, you know, for treatment <gasps> anyway. So I go out to the balcony and I look on the balcony and what do I see? Those mountains. That's so I had like held this picture in my mind, not having a clue of how it would come back into my life and all these like weird things happened. And then all of a sudden I walk out on my balcony and I see those mountains and I was like, <gasps> like, those are the mountains I've been thinking about for the past like six or seven years. And I, yeah. you know, manifest it and not, and this is what you say, like the law of attraction is happening, whether you know it or not. And I didn't know what to call it back then. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I had, these mountains had been in my brain and then I just, there I was in front of these mountains. So yeah. uh, your story just reminded me so much of that, that yeah. time in my life awesome. too. So I just really think that what we can't miss what's meant for us, you know, like the things that we dream about are they're they're happening. And the more we relax and let it happen, the the better they come, the faster they come, all of it. Yeah. Oh, so fun. Well, thank you so much for bringing that memory back for me, because yeah. as you can see, it really like, it feels like yesterday and it was like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. was well, thank you ago. for having me here. It's oh my awesome. gosh. Okay. So you serve your community in many ways. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your podcast. Tell us about what you do for your coaching. Let us know all about that stuff. I co-host a podcast, a manifesting podcast called Manifest It Now with Cassie Parks. So we have over 300 episodes all on all the different topics of manifesting you can imagine. And then we both have coaching practices and she focuses on money and I focus on everything. And <laughs> my signature program, which pe most people start with is either one-on-one -on -one coaching, or they go through a program called LOA skills camp, which is eight weeks. It's for, it's actually for females only. And it guides you through the application of all of the concepts of law of attraction. So you shift, you shift your vibration, you come out a new, you know, more aligned version of yourself. And you know how all this stuff works in your life. Yay. And where do we yeah. find that information? It's all on my website. So ginnygain.com, G-I-N-N-Y-G-A-N-E. Perfect. We'll make sure the show notes lead to that, lead to your podcast, everything that you have to share. Your book, mm -hmm. I know, is right on your website. It's beautiful. Ginny, I have loved our time together. This has been so much fun. I look forward to our next conversation and just thank you so much for giving to our community today. Thank you so much, Julie. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.